0: Welcome to the Wish Well podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness, the Wish Well podcast. I hope you all can hear me well. I just got back from a quick weekend trip and my earbuds are in a different bag. So I'm recording with just my mic without earbuds. So hopefully the sound quality is okay. But I wanted to share with you all a little bit about this week's episode, which is number 73, and it is entitled Self-Doubt is a Choice with Dr. Kristen Yates. And this title of this week's episode definitely speaks and resonates with me. I wanted to share with you all that I was selected as a Chevron Houston race marathon ambassador for this year 2022 which is the 50th anniversary of the chevron houston marathon and I when I got the initial email I was super excited but immediately went into feelings of imposter syndrome and self-doubt because I for years and years even though I've been running for a long time I always considered myself not a runner I would say I'm not really a runner I'm very slow I'm a turtle and very self-deprecating things like that and so to be selected as an ambassador was a little bit um, nerve-wracking, overwhelming, and again, all those feelings started coming back very quickly. And if any of you kind of know my personal story, I have only recently, within the last probably seven to eight years, become super focused on my fitness and my fitness journey. And so I never consider myself super fit or the most cut or the most lean or anything like that. But part of what I can share with you all is just um, hopefully can inspire some of you who are, you know, hesitant or, um, feeling those feelings that I felt, um, that I hopefully can inspire some of you that, um, it is just a journey and it's not an end point. And so I have to tell myself that a lot as well. And more recently, I've had to really slow down probably in the last couple of months, which hopefully I will share my story whenever I start doing some posts and blogs for the race, um, upcoming race, and we'll share a little bit about my personal story. So... I just wanted to share that self-doubt is something that so many of us struggle with and imposter syndrome, so many of us struggle with that as well. So definitely this episode will speak to some of you who are experiencing that yourself and uh, we all we all have been there. So I'm super excited to share with you this episode with Dr. Yates. Um, she is an OBGYN, a coach and a podcast host. And she actually recorded with me, or I recorded with her on her podcast a few months ago, and that episode was released on April 5th. So I will post the information for her podcast in just a moment, but um, I wanted to share with you her episode, which we discussed self-doubt as a part of the human condition and how it is 100% our choice. She shares how imposter syndrome led her to nearly leave medicine. She hosts the podcast, Imposter to Unstoppable, where guests like myself come on to share their stories with her had a lot of fun recording with her on this this podcast and also had a lot of fun recording with her on her podcast, sharing some little um, tidbits about myself that I don't uh, have not shared on this podcast. So if you're interested, definitely head over and support her podcast. You can find out more about Dr. Kristen Yates at KristenYatesDO.com and on Instagram at KristenYatesDO. Her full bio is going to be available on wishwell.health.blog. You can also head over to our Instagram at wishwell.health. So I look forward to connecting with you all soon. Again, if you want to follow along with my journey as a race ambassador, definitely head on over to my public Instagram page, which is Michelle Dang MD. So other than that, take care. I will talk to you all soon. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness, the Wish Well podcast. I'm here today with Dr. (laughs) Kristen Yates. And I had her, I recorded on her podcast a few months ago. And so she's now coming on mine. So I'm super excited to have her here (laughs) to discuss her words for health and wellness. And so just want to welcome you, Kristen. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Of course, I'm, I always love having fellow podcasters on. It's always just fun just being on the other side of it as well. So, um, tell us a a little bit about what phrase you chose for
0: today's podcast. I chose the phrase self-doubt is a choice. Um, And it's a relatively new phrase in my life that I have adapted. And so far I've had such amazing benefits. Um, So I'm trying to share it with as many women as possible. Great. And I know so many of us, women and
1: men, just people in general, do struggle with feelings of self-doubt. So tell us a little bit about your personal journey in terms of, and I didn't mention before you are an OBGYN. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Perfect. And um, you have your podcast about imposter syndrome. So um, I think that your phrase definitely kind of um, links along with your podcast. So just share with us a little bit about your personal journey.
0: Yeah. I graduated from residency in 2016 and almost immediately became uh, a victim. I felt a victim to imposter syndrome. And prior to that time, I didn't really know what it was or that I was suffering from it. I thought, I was having, um, normal and appropriate self-doubt in myself, um, all through medical school and residency. Um, I'm not good enough. I don't belong here. I'm not as smart as my colleagues. I have to work really hard, but, um, someday I might get told that I really can't be a doctor, those kinds of things forever. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was just, it was because I wasn't that good and it was just a fact. Um, and then once I became an attending and didn't have, any backup you know like as a resident you have other residents or attendings always there once that was taken away from me um the imposter syndrome and the doubt that i had in myself became such a burden that i wanted a way out of medicine i i tried to quit i tried to find a way to afford to pay back my loans without being a doctor anymore and um that was hard to find (laughs) (laughs) so simultaneously while I was trying to figure out my way out of medicine I was also returning from maternity leave after the birth of my second daughter and through that um, journey of learning about the mindset of weight loss I learned about how to coach myself and through that experience I used the um skills of self-coaching that I had been using for weight loss successfully and use them to get rid of my imposter syndrome and my self-doubt. And after I was able to do that, my mind was completely blown that I could, I do this, I did that all myself. And I went on a journey to basically share it with other um, early career physicians and also my patients. Excellent. And I think so many
1: of us can kind of relate to that feeling because I know for myself, when I was in medical school and throughout residency and fellowship, you kind of are living in this little bit of a cocoon. So you always have like your attendings or your co-fellows or co-residents to kind of bounce off ideas. And then when you are done, it's just kind of like you're just thrown out there. And so, um, how did you, can you kind of walk us through that experience or that transition and what kind of compelled you to get into the self-coaching and learning about all of these skills?
0: Yeah, I think it was, I was feeling confident in the self-coaching because I had been successful with weight loss. Like I had successfully lost 50 pounds and, um, was feeling good physically. And I recognized during that journey of weight loss that really so much of what I had done had little to do with food or exercise. Like we typically think, and had so much to do with the mindset of why do I want to be eating chocolate right now? And, and why, have it. why can't I just love the body that I am in right now? So a lot of that, like body positivity and identifying the triggers for wanting to have chocolate or comfort food. Mm -hmm. And so I got used to the habit of listening to the thoughts in my head. And that became really useful because we have so many thoughts throughout the day. And many of us, the thoughts are mainly negative. It's why are you doing that? That was dumb. You're so ugly. You're so stupid. you know, you should be better than this. Those kinds of thoughts are what ours is, is what most of us have is our internal dialogue, unfortunately. So I think once I was able to hone in on that skill of listening to the thoughts that I had and questioning their validity, like, do I really need chocolate right now? Is that really going to make me feel better? And then transferring that to the thoughts I was having about the anxiety of being on call, like I was constantly worried about um, what if something happens and I don't know what to do, or people don't think I'm a good doctor. And since I was in the habit of listening to the thoughts I was having, it was like now those I was hearing those thoughts in my brain and I was able to really question them.
1: That's so, that's so great that you learned from your own personal experience, coaching yourself in your own personal life and transitioned that into your career and kind of dealing with those thoughts of imposter syndrome. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about now. I know that you started this podcast and and you also do coaching. So talk to us a little bit about how that all came about.
0: Yeah. The podcast came about, um, it's just over a year old, so it's fairly new, but for two reasons, the first was that I was just hoping to reach as many other, um, physicians as possible because the more that I talked about my story on social media and to my peers, the more feedback I got that they were feeling exactly the same way. And then I was like, there's something to this, right? Like if everyone's having these same feelings and the same thoughts, then Maybe we just need to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't feel so isolating when you feel like everyone's having those same thoughts of not being enough. Then you realize that it's not actually that you're not good enough. It's just part of the human condition in life. Mm -hmm. And so that's what prompted the podcast. It was, what if I can get some other physicians to talk about their imposter syndrome journey and share it with others? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pause because my husband's getting the baby.
1: Sure, no worries. I can edit all this out.
0: Great. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I was I was in mo- mostly intrigued by the idea of getting to talk to other physicians about their journeys with imposter syndrome seeing if anyone would be willing to even talk to me about it and you know be really vulnerable and luckily everyone that I contacted and people have now reached out to me and being willing to talk about their self doubt through their medical school journey and it has been so rewarding because i think everyone has a story that is, has manifested in one way or the other when it comes to imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And it's been useful for me, of course, because it's that reassurance that really I'm not alone in here. And then for my listeners, the feedback that I get is this has been so amazing to know that I shouldn't be ashamed of feeling like this. And that look at all the amazing things people do, even with that little voice that comes up every now and then.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to imposter syndrome specifically when it comes to physicians, it's almost like so many of us physicians, we struggle with, you know, having to feel like we have to be perfect all the time, have to have always the right answers, the right diagnoses. And so that's something that we really struggle with. And, we don't like to talk about it and there are so many and, and, and talking about it just, you know, we are all human beings and so I think it definitely is helpful to hear from other physicians who are feeling the same way because we
0: it's not realistic for us to, to be perfect. Exactly. That's so true. And I think just leaning into my own humanity has been so useful for me just as my own for my own career satisfaction, Mm -hmm. and also for my patients and being able to just, you know, relate to them on a human level. And, you know, as an OBGYN, I see um, women, and um, we all have the same story, and I'm able to relate to them through my own humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think I can help people so much to, to a more, in a more authentic and genuine way by relating to them with my humanity, instead of pretending that it doesn't exist, which is not um, healthy. I don't think. Right.
1: Right. Tell us a little bit about how your, your practice, you, you talked about your OBGYN practice. How has that changed from before you did any type of coaching to how it is now?
0: Yeah. So, so logistically speaking, I do exactly the same job. I, um, I have, I'm very lucky. I have a wonderful practice. I'm a part owner in a private practice and I work with, um, incredible women. Um, really, I just, I'm so fortunate and, um, but internally everything has changed. I was not happy, constantly worried about making a mistake, um, worried about what other people thought about me, you know, the anesthesiologist or my partners or the midwives I work with or my nurses. And, um, it was overwhelming and I was never present in the moment and really enjoying the job that I had. I was always worried about the next thing instead of enjoying the fact that I get to help women bring life into this world. I was focused on, you know, a bad review someone gave me and Mm -hmm. being able to experience, you know, coaching myself and, and, um, The world of coaching, you know, with investing in a coach, it was, I was able to be bring presence to that and really enjoy that day-to-day work that I'm doing, like interacting with my patients and doing annual physicals and doing a C-section and being there for someone who has had a loss, all of these things, um, being present for those and not worried about, you know, who's judging me or who, or am I doing a good enough job? It's just, I'm just here with this woman and helping her, or I'm with my colleague and and supporting her. So logistically, nothing has changed, but everything has changed inside Mm -hmm. of me and my ability to get fulfillment out of that. Um, on the side I coach now, um, in addition to my job, I coach women physicians who have self-doubt and that has brought me like another layer of fulfillment that, you know, I'm, I'm able to fortunately help other physicians feel less self-doubt and therefore provide a greater, the depth and, um, level of care to their patients. So it keeps going and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: what you're describing, you know, sounds like a lot of mindfulness kind of being present and being aware of the day-to-day moments. And when you talk about the phrase for this podcast, which is self-doubt is a choice. Whenever you feel those little kind of negative thoughts or anxiety creep up in your work or in your day-to-day activities, what are some things that just anyone can, what are some things that you would advise or, or tell people that they can do or how to kind of combat those types of feelings?
0: Yeah, there's this, um, what I call the self-doubt spiral, which maybe people can relate to where you get in your head a little bit, like something happens, like maybe you, um, make a mistake that's minor or you see a bad review or someone gives you some constructive criticism and you start to like spiral out of control. And I've I've done this We've many times where, yeah. <laughs> so when I find myself in those moments, then I do three things and it's really helped me. So the first is just the most mindful thing you can do, which is just take a deep breath. So breathe mm-hmm. in and out, like really intentionally take a deep breath. That's the first thing. The second thing is to Focus on the what you're doing at the moment. So if you're, if I'm in an annual exam and I'm finding my mind is is racing, I refocus on the moment that I'm doing. Like refocus on the patient, or if I'm in surgery, I refocus on the step I'm doing in my surgery. And then I ask myself, how can I best serve in this moment? And what that does is it completely takes the attention off of my thoughts, off of my ego, and back into my purpose in this life. And I think the purpose that many of us can relate to, which is service to others. And immediately I snap out of it. And I, that, that doubt goes away when I realize that how my, my goal and my purpose is service. And all I need to do right now is just be present and listen to this patient or be present and be the best surgeon I can for this patient. And it works every single time. You
1: mentioned the reviews and I have to say those reviews are so frustrating, I think wow. for physicians, um, but just anyone kind of who we're not really used to being considered like a service industry, you know? And so when you get a bad review, that's completely not even representative of how good of a physician you are or how knowledgeable you are, but something completely unrelated and false, and we can't respond to it because of HIPAA or, you know, whatever reasons, how do you, how do you apply those kind of three rules? Because, you know, it's not really a reflection of, of you. As a as a person or as a physician.
0: Correct. Yeah. So I think in those circumstances, the most thing that I have found most useful is using that, your reaction to that review, as learning ability and, a, and a, a way to learn more about yourself. So what I mean by this is if if I get a bad review that's saying like, Dr. Yates did not help me. She didn't listen to me. It was horrible. I'll never go back. Right. Say that's a review I get. Mm -hmm. I would be, I would have a physical and emotional response to that because, and the reason why is because I, there's a limiting belief that I have about myself that this review is bringing up for me. So perhaps I'm, I have a physical, a physical and emotional response to that because I have a limiting belief that other people don't think I'm, I listen well enough, or perhaps I have a limiting belief of I'm not a good enough doctor. And that review is triggering my own limiting belief and how I can use that to be helpful is question and notice why I'm having a response to that particular review and then use it to change my own limiting belief. So to really question, is it really true that I'm not a good enough doctor who decides what good enough even means? right? That's so subjective. And I'll contrast that to something like, say, I got a review that said, um, Dr. Yates was so late seeing me. And then she chewed gum through her whole visit. And it was so unprofessional, right? If I got a review like that, it would not resonate with me whatsoever because I'm very punctual and I don't chew gum in the office. So because I don't have any beliefs, about myself that are, that are being triggered by that review, I wouldn't have the same response. And I think I encourage your listeners to use those responses that you have internally as a clue to what your own limiting beliefs are, and then to decide to not have those beliefs anymore and do the work to reverse them, which takes time for sure. Yes. I think,
1: you know, we use example of the reviews because I know I have a lot of physician listeners, but for the non-physician listeners, this this can apply to anything. I mean, how many times have you heard of somebody who had said something bad about you and it was completely false, you know? So, I mean, it doesn't have to be just the reviews, but just anything outside of that as well. Right. So, um, so tell us a little bit about, so, um, I want to hear a little bit more about, um, Just your experience with, you said you mentioned your podcast, you just started that about a year ago, which this podcast is just about a year ago too. So how has that been like you mentioned trying to, is your podcast just for physicians or is it non-physicians as well?
0: Yeah, I think the majority of my listeners are physicians. I think I have some um, other providers who are in the medical field, but um, there probably are people who aren't physicians out there. I, I interview mostly physicians just because I think it's easier to kind of pick an area, but the, 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 themes are universal. And, you know, if you're a human being with a human brain, you can relate to imposter syndrome. And I do have episodes that are just me talking about a variety of topics related to imposter syndrome. And certainly those are, um, useful for anyone who feels like they can relate to imposter syndrome or have moments of self-doubt.
1: Excellent. And uh, last question. So I know that, um, After talking to a lot of coaches, a lot of, um, you know, mental health providers, there are little tips and tricks that that I've kind of gleaned over the years in terms of journaling and gratitude journals and, um, you know, talking to people and coaching and therapy, sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming so for somebody who doesn't really know a whole lot about coaching, doesn't really, um, you know, have a lot of resources. Are there a couple of resources that you can provide to people who are kind of feeling the self-doubt?
0: Yeah, I think the best thing you can do for yourself just starting this moment is to start listening to the internal dialogue that you have. Like, we like to think that the thoughts that we have are, who who we are as a person. And in fact, that's not true. The thoughts we have are separate from us. And that sounds a little bit crazy, but the more you begin to listen to the thoughts that your brain is offering you, the more you can separate from those things. And I think that's the first step in any personal growth journey or self-coaching journey is just get in the habit of listening to your own brain. And so many of us are not taught to do this. So that's the first thing I'll offer and, you know, journaling and gratitude, all that stuff is amazing. Um, but step one is just listen to the thoughts in your brain, um, resources. There's a ton of them. Of course, I, if you're a podcast listener, which you probably are since you're here, I love, um, the life coach school podcast. Um, oh, yeah. I think that's a really good resource. That's kind of like, um, the go foundation, the foundation. The foundation. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good podcast on top of podcasts like yours, obviously. Yeah.
1: And I think, um, you know, you mentioned just listening to your thoughts. I think that is so hard for us. For mm-hmm. so many people and and the word meditation is a little bit um what is that word just like overwhelming for some people who are just not yeah. used to doing it and even if it's just five minutes a day just sitting and being quiet and listening it's it it's it's very challenging. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if if you start if you have meditated, I don't know how your experience was like but my personal experience was in the very beginning, of the first few weeks, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. I, in fact, I try, I've tried meditated, meditating throughout the years and I've always thought I was bad at it because my thoughts kept popping up, but little did I know that's what's supposed to happen. Exactly. So I'm still kind of like a meditator on training wheels. Like I use a lot of guided meditations to listen to someone else talk to kind of drown out my own Mm -hmm. thoughts. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I think those are great though. And it's a great start. I mean, you can even start with like sleep meditations, which if if people have difficulty with sleep, that's really nice. And, um, and just everybody has to start somewhere.
0: (laughs) That's true. Start, but it's worth starting. It's worth starting for sure.
1: For sure. All right. Well, we are running out of time, Kristen. I had such a great time talking with you. Um, Would you like to share with our listeners kind of how, how people can reach you the name of your podcast and um, just any
0: information? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find me on social media at Kristen Yates DO, and my website is KristenYatesDO.com, and my podcast is called Imposter to Unstoppable. Great. Thank you so much for taking your time out to record with us today. Thank you.
1: If you've been following me for a while, you'll know how much I love Legree Fitness. It is a high intense, low impact workout on a machine called a microformer. Did you know that you have the opportunity to purchase a home machine called a microformer? If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the microformer, head on over to legreefitness.com. Or if you're ready to purchase a microformer, go to shopmaximumfitness.com and you can use my coupon code MICHELLEDANGMD to save on your own home fitness machine. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.